Good morning. Welcome to week five, the final week of our At The Movies series. I'm so excited that I am bringing it home for you this morning. Before we jump in to talk about the wonderful movie Rise, I'm going to open us up with a word of prayer. Lord, thank you very much for the opportunity this morning uh, to speak to your people um, the word that you have given me this morning. God, I ask that I will step back, that I won't say anything um, according to my own thinking or my own logic, God, but that I ask that the Holy Spirit will speak through me, that the message will be divided, and that everyone will leave this room knowing what you are calling them to do. In Jesus' name, amen. I love that our lead pastor, Russ Adcox, has created an atmosphere here of openness and honesty and transparency. So uh, going with that, I want to be open and honest with you first thing this morning and tell you the three reasons I did not want to pick Rise to preach to you this morning. The first reason is it talks about immigration, and that's been a very hot topic the past couple years in our society, so that's something I did not want to touch. The second reason is that the movie has to do with basketball, and I know very little about the sport. So I felt very ill-equipped to be able to talk to you this morning about a basketball movie. The third reason is that the last name of the Nigerian family is very, very hard to pronounce. And our sweet Pastor Russ, who is from Hohenwald, after almost every service of past few weeks, has been approached not because of the wonderful biblical theme that he talked about in that movie, but because of his mispronunciation of names or movie titles. And so I thought, I don't want to preach on a movie where people can be distracted by the way that I pronounce or mispronounce the Nigerian name. But after watching this movie, I knew that I had to preach on it. So what I did is I went on wonderful YouTube and I watched Giannis pronounce his name over and over and over again, probably about 30 times, I think my whole family can probably say his name correctly because as many times as I've tried to pronounce it at home. So if I mispronounce his name, if I pronounce it a way that is differently than you think it should be pronounced, you can blame it on my Delaware slash Tennessee accent. So with that being said, let's watch the trailer to rise and see why I chose this movie. They said I didn't belong that it was impossible. Look out, jammed by the rookie! That we'd never make it. It is a very special night for the Atanakupo family. That we couldn't have an impact. But we knew together, we couldn't lose. Do you hoop? Hoop? Basketball. Show up, play. Papa always talks about opportunity. What if this is it? It's okay. We we'll go again. We fall to get back up. If we're good, we can help mom and dad. But one person in the family scores. The whole family scores. <laughs> You're illegal immigrants. We can get you all sent back home. This is our home. Ain't nothing impossible. Nothing's impossible. So show me the obstacle. Give it your all. 
knock us down. But they can't stop us from getting back up. You know anything about Milwaukee, Giannis? No, sir, but I would love to learn. Giannis slams it! Are you kidding me? And that is why I chose to preach on Rise this morning. Hopefully you got a chance to watch that movie as well. It was a very compelling movie. I was glued to the screen at every turn as you watch this family on their journey. So if you have not watched this movie, I would um, tell you to make sure you give it a watch on Disney+. Plus. So there are so many things in this movie, the, watching the family go through defeat, strength, tenacity, triumph. There are so many biblical truths we can pour or, or gather from this movie. And so before I jump into that, let's talk, I'll give you a one minute summary if you were not able to watch the movie before this morning. So Charles and Vera and Tetakupo moved from Nigeria to Greece to have a better life for their family. So watching the movie, you journey with them through the ups and downs. You are with them as they um, have a daily threat of deportation. You are with them in the immigration office when they are trying their best to become legal citizens. You are there with them when the immigration officer tells them finally, after decades and decades of trying, the job of our country is not to let you in, it is to keep you out. And so you're on this journey with them. The movie is about the entire family, but the movie primarily focuses on Giannis and Thanasis, who are the second and third born sons of the Antetokounmpo family, and their journey to find their gifts of basketball in order to bring financial stability and hope to their family. So a few weeks before I watched this movie, I had a conversation with my husband. We were talking about purpose, we were talking about passion, and how as Christians and believers, those two questions are always on our minds throughout our life's journey. And I knew that preaching to you this morning, those were the two themes to talk about purpose, is what I wanted to pull from this movie. I believe that when God creates you and I, and he forms us in our mother's womb, one of the questions that he puts into us that we begin to ask at some point in our lives is who are we, who, we were, who are we supposed to be, and why am I here? And that question is to point us to our creator. It is to point us to God because he knows the gifts and the talents and the reason why he has pointed us here. But often, an unhealthy pursuit of purpose leads us to the things that the world tells us will bring us worthiness and hope and fulfillment. And that is money, that is um, a successful career, that is notoriety, fame, a platform, all of the things that will lead us astray. And often that unhealthy pursuit of purpose damages relationships, family, and the reason and our purpose why God created, him, created us. In uh, Ecclesiastes 1-2, King Solomon, one of the wisest men in his day, says this. And you can almost hear him crying out when he says this. He says, meaningless, meaningless, says the teacher. Utterly meaningless. Everything is meaningless. King Solomon understood what he was saying, but he, is, he was a king, a very prominent king. He was um, known by everyone. He had fame and power. He had hundreds of wives and hundreds of concubines. He had all of the things that the world told him would bring him peace. 
and he said it is all meaningless. He had lived life in his purpose with and without God, so he knew both sides. And I love how the Amplified Version shows us what he was saying in more detail. Vanity of vanities, says the preacher, vanity of vanities. All that is done without God's guidance is vanity, futile, meaningless, a wisp of smoke, a vapor that vanishes, merely chasing the wind. When we are pursuing our purpose, everything that we do without God's guidance is us just spinning on a hamster wheel trying to find meaning and purpose. But as believers, our goal is not to chase things. It is to know God and to make him known. And that is how we find our purpose. Now, what is the first step in us finding our purpose as believers? It is placing every single hope and desire and dream at the foot of the cross. It is saying, Jesus, I do not want what I want for my life. I want everything that you have for me. And right before I was coming on stage this morning, I was in my office praying over our time together this morning, and I began to get teary-eyed because I realized that my hopes and my dreams for my life had nothing to do with this stage. But I am so thankful that at some point I took that first step and I sacrificed my hopes and my dreams and my desires so that God could put me exactly where he wanted me to be, walking in the purpose that he has for my life. And our greatest example is Jesus. And in Luke 22, 42, he says, Father, if you are willing, take this cup from me. Yet, not my will, but yours be done. That is our first step in finding our purpose, is to know that God is smarter than us and that he's created us to do great things, and we can only know what that is when we lay down our will and pick up his own. The word passion is often synonymous or talked about a lot with purpose. And one thing that I found very interesting is that in the, in the Merriam-Webster Dictionary, the very first definition of passion is the sufferings of Christ between the night of the Last Supper and his death. So, of course, if you were a Christian, you saw the passion of Christ, right? Just joking, you can be a Christian not see the passion of Christ. But the passion of Christ means the suffering of Christ. I have never thought about passion as suffering, and that's because when we're walking in our passion and our purpose, we are laying down and sacrificing our hopes and desires to learn what God has for us. The second step of finding our purpose is listening. It is building a relationship with God so that we know where and how he's leading us and guiding us. We have to learn his voice. And that has to be in addition to Sunday morning services. You can't know what it feels like to God to speak to you directly if you're only listening to me or one of our other pastors telling you about God. You have to get to know God for yourself, Monday through Saturday. And that requires prayer, which is a conversation. It is talking and listening. It's not just telling God our wants. It is reading our Bible, doing Bible studies. It is listening to worship music. If that is something that um, brings you closer to God. In order to find your purpose, you have to spend time with the one who is giving you your directions. 
Let's look again at the life of King Solomon in 1 Kings chapter 3, where we see a picture of him walking in his purpose, and God gives him a dream. In 1 Kings chapter 3, verse 3, it says, Solomon showed his love for the Lord by walking according to the statutes of his father David, except that he offered sacrifices and burned incense on the high places. And what is so specific about Solomon showed his love for the Lord there is the other, most of the other Israelites at that time were worshiping other idols. They were worshiping other gods. They were doing other things that the world told them would bring them success and peace and notoriety. And so when we walk in our purpose, we also cannot go with what the world is telling us will bring us purpose, but what God is leading us to. And let's skip down to verse 7. It says, Now, O Lord my God, you have made your servant king in place of my father David, but I am only a little child and do not know how to carry out my duties. Which means that he does not know his going in or his coming out. He is acknowledging that he is inadequate. God, I cannot do what you have called me to do without you. Your servant is here among the people you have chosen, a great people, too numerous to count or number. So give your servant a discerning heart to govern your people and to distinguish between right and wrong, for who was able to govern this great people of yours? The Lord was pleased that Solomon had asked for this, so God said to him, Since you have asked for this and not for long life or wealth for yourself, nor have asked for the death of your enemies, but for discernment and administering justice, I will do what you have said. I will give you a wise and discerning heart, so that there will never have been anyone like you, nor will there ever be. So, King Solomon, God asked King Solomon, what do you want from me? He asked for wisdom, and God said, because you've asked for wisdom, I will also give you riches, and I will give you honor, and if you continue to follow in my way, I will also give you long life. After I read that story, I asked myself, what am I asking for? And I'm going to ask you the same question, what are you asking for? Are you really sacrificing your hopes and dreams and desires for the will of God for your life? Are you saying, I will only do what you've called me to do if? I will only walk in your way and obey you if. If you grant me the things that I really want. Our goal is walking after Jesus. It is to know him and to make him known. King Solomon lived a life we talked about where he walked in purpose with God and he walked in purpose without God. Just like our road, the purpose that we are walking on is not a straight road. It, we don't get from point A to Z just by coasting. Our road that we're walking on looks more like this. There we go. <laughs> a windy road and we're walking in our purpose. That is exactly what it looks like. At every turn and every corner, God is teaching us different things about him. He's teaching us different things about ourselves, about our character. Just like throughout the movie, we, get to, we saw the family as they tried so hard to use basketball to give them a way of life and freedom. And so many times we saw that they got knocked off course. But they always got back to their purpose. A lot of times when we're on our road, there are things that happen to us along the way that are outside of our control. And sometimes those are detours that we take ourselves. But I'm so glad that God is a God of love and grace and mercy and that he welcomes us back in whenever we are ready to get back on track. That road that we are on 
We learn to listen to God's voice and we learn to trust him every single step of the way. And on that road, when we're walking in our purpose, one of the things that we often forget is that healing is a part of our journey. We can't live the life that God wants us to live. We can't walk in the purpose that God wants us to walk in if we're living our life with bitterness, with regret, with shame. We have to make sure that we heal from those broken places in our lives because that is how we're able to walk in our purpose in wholeness in love and respect. That's how we're able to make God known because you can stop and say, I have been exactly where you are, but let me tell you the story about how God brought me through to the other side. Amen. Purpose. To know God and to make him known. Last weekend, I was in Delaware celebrating my mother's 70th birthday party. And there were three young ladies that got up. Uh, many people told stories about my mother. And there were three young ladies that got up, and they told the story about how um, they met my mother because their mother and my mother were best friends. And at some point along their way, uh, late teens, their mother died of cancer. And so through tears, they were telling the story about how my mother has become their spiritual mother, their second mother on this side of heaven. Through tears, they told stories about how my mother has been there for them through hard times, how um, she has taken one of the girls to chemo appointments when she wasn't able to take herself. And I realized that is a part of our purpose. A lot of times we think our purpose has to be something big on this stage, but our purpose is listening to God every single day for guidance and direction on where he wants us to be, who he wants us to minister to, who he wants us to make known. Another thing that that story reminds me of is that we are not to live out our purpose alone. We are to live out our purpose together in community. That windy road cannot be done all by yourself. We have to be in relationship with other people. We have to allow them into our story, the good parts and the bad parts. I would not be here on this stage standing in front of you if it wasn't for the amazing community of believers that God has put around me. Do not do this thing called life all by yourself. There are people in your community, there are people in your home, there are people in your job who need you to stop, sacrifice your own will and desires, and discover the purpose that God has for your life. Your purpose is not just about you. And it is never, ever too late to walk in your purpose. You can do that at any age. Giannis, one of the key characters in this story, didn't start playing basketball seriously until about five years before he was drafted into the NBA. That story is amazing. Something like that never happens. And so, but that's a reminder to us that God is waiting for us to walk in our purpose no matter what our age is. And I wish that we could watch together the clip of him being drafted into the NBA as he sits there in that chair waiting for his name to be called, not sure if his decision to pursue this would bring financial stability and peace to his family, that everything that he worked hard for would come to fruition that day. And so if you've seen the movie, you're watching in, 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 I can't even think of the word, it's totally gone. Anticipation, thank you. Anticipation of 
um, his name being called. And when his name is called, you, like, you, re- you scream with him because you're so excited because you've seen the journey of his family. And that is what God is waiting for us. He is waiting for us to step into our purpose. And just like Giannis and Thanos in the movie, and just like King Solomon in his story, walking in our purpose is messy, it's hard, it takes work, it takes sacrifice, but it is worth every single moment. As we were talking about purpose this morning, one of the things I was thinking about when I was studying is at what point on this road is it a straight line? At what point do we get to the place where we're walking in our, um, our story, we're doing exactly what God's telling us to do, and we're just coasting till the end? And I realize that we are walking in our purpose every single day, every single moment, until we take our very last breath. The destination of us walking in our purpose with God is My prayer for us this morning is that we will never be complacent, doing things the same way we've always done them, living life the same way we always have, living with that feeling of purpose, knowing that we're supposed to be doing something else. If God is calling us to more, some of you in this room, some of you watching online, as I've been talking about purpose this morning, God has reminded you of that thing that you've ignored for so long and that thing that you told him you're never going to do, the thing that you said doesn't pay me enough, the thing that you are trying to run away from, that you will walk in that purpose, that you will begin to obey him and you will lay down your own desires and you will say, Lord, whatever you have for me, that is what I want. Some people say it's not fair that we have to lay down our own desires and the things that we want to pursue God's purpose for our life. Some things, when you lay them down, he will ask you to pick them back up, and others will be there, um, sacrificed at the throne. I pray that we will no longer be comfortable where we are, doing the same thing, running in the hamster wheel. But that we'll be brave enough today to follow the example of Jesus Christ. And from this moment forward, lay down everything at his throne and say, not my will, but yours be done. And even that comes, if you're walking in ministry, there was a point where I was on staff at another church and God was calling me to inner city missions in San Francisco. And I told God, I didn't want to do that. I had two young kids and I didn't understand why God was calling me away from ministry because I was doing his will, but he was calling me to more. And I learned so much there that I'm able to bring to my position today on that path and on that journey even those places that are uncomfortable that are hard God is teaching us things for the next position in our journey let us pray Lord I thank you for the reminder this morning that you are calling all of us to the purpose of knowing you and making you known to others around us God, I ask that you would continue to speak to us about what it is that we are supposed to be doing. God, allow us to give us the strength to be able to lay down our desires, 
our will, our, whatever our intentions are, our dreams, down at your feet. God, help us to see through the mirage of the world telling us what brings us peace and what gives us purpose. God, allow us to lay that down to be able to know what you have in store for our lives. God, allow us to be open to community, to come into our story, to walk alongside us. God, allow us to be brave enough to walk in healing when it comes to our purpose, whether that is through spiritual counsel or professional counseling. God, allow us to be able to be fully present in the purpose that you have called us to. In Jesus' name, amen. If you are encouraged by today's talk, feel free to share it with your friends. Please also consider rating and subscribing on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. To learn more, please visit us online at murrayhills.com.